The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The two disciples recounted what had taken place on the way and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and at my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. (coughs) While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead and on the third day, and that, and on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Every scar has a story. On my right hand, for instance, I have several scars. The first is on my right index finger. It's the first half of the front of my right index finger is a burn from when I was about 18 months old and got my hand caught in a space heater. On the other, on my right thumb, there are several sliced scars that come from on the backside when I was working for my dad in architectural sheet metal, an incident with stainless steel, and on the front side, when I was making lunch for the brothers one day, another encounter with stainless steel. Every scar has a story, and I'm sure we could all tell our stories about the different scars and marks on our own, in our own life, in our own bodies that have a story, sometimes funny, sometimes difficult and tragic. But the same also goes for the scars that we bear in our hearts and on our souls. That if our bodies are without, or, or, excuse me, are having, are with blemishes, so too are our hearts and our souls. Sometimes from things that have been done to us, sometimes from things that we did. And oftentimes these scars, internal and external, can be sources of shame. Things that we try to hide, things that we try to keep from other people. And yet in the gospel today, the Lord shows us his scars. 
But he doesn't show us because he's ashamed of them. He shows us that, look at this wound on my side, these holes in my hands and feet, and see that I who was dead now live. That our scars not only tell a story, but they teach a story. They teach a lesson. The scar on the top of my right hand is a clear indication, don't touch hot things. And Jesus' hands and Jesus' side are a teaching to each of us that I have conquered sin and death, that you are made to not be defined by your scars, but to overcome them, to see them not as things that hold you down, signs of your mortality, signs of your brokenness, but as indicators of what you're called to be. That the healing that we experience with our scars is the healing that God desires to bring about in our lives. In fact, St. Thomas Aquinas, when he's talking about the bodily resurrection and the scars that Jesus has, says that these are actually a sign not of corruptibility, not of brokenness, these scars that Jesus has, but they point to his greater glory inasmuch as they are trophies of his power. Because he is fully united with God, risen from the dead, no longer bound by his human body in the way that you and I are, Christ could easily have come back and shed his scars, but he keeps them to show us the power of his grace and goodness, to show us that our own scars are the way by which we will be saved. St. Augustine in the city of God even goes so far as to hypothesize that in heaven, the martyrs who have been beaten, bludgeoned, murdered for the faith will also wear some sort of mark because of the greatness of their gift to the Lord and the greatness of God's love. And so this should challenge each of us that what are those marks, especially what are those marks, those scars on my heart and in my soul? And to see them again, not as places where we're weighed down by shame and guilt, but to see that that's where the Lord has brought me healing. And that's where the Lord desires to do his greatest work. Maybe it is a little slice mark. Maybe it's a deep, open wound. But the Lord desires to heal it. The Lord desires to make it whole. The Lord desires for you to come out the better side. Not in spite of that, but because of that. In the first reading, we hear in the Acts of the Apostles this condemnation, frankly, of those who put Jesus to death. They put God to death. And yet even that scar does not keep out the love of God. The apostles go to them and say, you were ignorant. And oftentimes in our own life, don't we recognize when we look back and we see what we've done and we look at the scars in our life and we think, Wow, how stupid I was. How naive I was to have done something that was so hurtful to me or to someone else. And the apostles say the same thing to the Jews today. But they say there's a way forward. Yes, this is bad, but there's a way forward. And that is repentance. Conversion of life. And then that second reading from St. John, we get what is that balm, that salve that we're to put on our marks put on our scars that brings about a stronger healing, a freshness, a newness of life, and that is to keep God's commandments. That when we follow after the Lord, 
When we turn from brokenness and we live in goodness, righteousness, virtue, and love, those wounds are healed. And they become places not of weakness, but of strength. One of the more striking images in our Eucharistic liturgy is at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, the priest takes the host and breaks it. And today, our first communicants will experience this wonderful gift of our Eucharistic Lord. But it's a great symbol for us that Jesus breaks himself so that he can strengthen and unite us to himself. That yes, this host is broken and given out amongst us, but it's broken so that it can bring about healing, unity, and as Jesus says in the Gospel today, peace. He feeds us his broken body so that we might be healed in his spirit. So that we might walk in newness of life. So that we might see our brokenness, our own fraction, our own division as the place where we need greatest healing. The place where God will do his greatest work. When we come to the Eucharist, each and every time we come, We come with brokenness. We come with scars. We come and before we even can bring those to the Lord, the Lord says to us, look and see. Touch my scars. Touch my wounds. And know that these are there so that you might be healed. The wounds, the scars on our blessed Lord tell us One very clear story. We are made for more. We are made for heaven. And sometimes our scars are the great reminder of what we've overcome and where we're headed.